from my phone. Girl, that whole ring light right here. <laughs> hey, you guys, and welcome back to the Solux Life Podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode. Um, it's Monday, beginning of the week, and just a little, you know, um, announce me here. I am moving my podcast to Mondays. Mondays just work better for me. Um, I get a little busy throughout the week and I'm sure um, Dr. A will definitely tell you guys how busy life is as a realtor. So I'm going to give you guys a little minute to get on. I'm going to play this short video. Make sure you like, share, and comment. She's here to answer all of your questions. Welcome to the So Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host, Crispin J. Watson. So thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm going to let you kind of introduce yourself because I feel like nobody introduces you better than you. So tell us a little bit about you, like where you're from, kind of how you got to where you are today. Thank you for that. Um, My name is Dr. A. However, um, I was born as Ariel Reed. Um, Started out as a teen mom, went to college, ended up doing a few things. Um, I'm a professional actress. I'm also the youngest minority female international real estate owner for the state of Mississippi. I'm married to my wonderful husband, Stephen Ruth, and we have two little boys. And I'm also a bonus mom to two wonderful little kids. And so, yeah, I'm a melting pot, you guys. So I'm definitely a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm blessed to be a blessing, and I'm very purpose-driven. And I'm really excited that I have been able to retire from corporate America as a university professor. Oh, hey, man, I love it. And people just don't realize, like, um, I got to real estate. She helped me along the way, you guys. Like, uh, I was telling her, like, I want to get into real estate. I've been interested in something I've been thinking about. And she was so helpful. She didn't hesitate. Like, look, this is what you need to do. I mean, this book, read this information. Like, really helped me get there. So I do appreciate you for that. So, um so you mentioned you are married, you have kids, you're a bonus mom. So kind of tell us, how'd you meet your husband? Oh, great question. Um, me and my husband, I didn't tell you guys this. I'm actually from Grenada, Mississippi, my hometown, born and raised. My husband is also from Grenada. Um, we knew each other as uh, we were kids. We both went to Battle Temple Church of God in Christ. Um, my husband always says this little joke. He says that he knew me before I, I knew him because He's a little bit older than me. He's actually six years older than me. And so when he knew me, I didn't, I was, you know, young, eight years old, seven years old. I mean, I didn't know who he was. I don't think he was looking at me like that. Right. He, 
he knew who I was. Um, but as we continue to grow older, we were always just cordial friends. Um, his best friend and my best friend briefly dated. So that kind of ignited our, um, I guess, initiation as far as like meeting each other and getting to know each other. We were friends for a very long time. He always had a crush on me. It was just never the perfect time. <laughs> and so um, fast forward, June of 2016, um, I was in Grenada briefly doing some work and we just kind of met just to kind of catch up as friends. And from that day, we were inseparable. We just went from zero to 100. And, and here we are still married. Our anniversary is actually about to come up. <laughs> Oh, that's exciting. So that first time, like you guys, I guess, got together for friends, you said y'all were inseparable. So kind of what, what was that time frame? Did it take long to realize like that was the one? Oh, not at all. I believe like all relationships should have a solid foundation, mm -hmm. communication, friendship. So because we already knew each other, we knew each other's families, our families knew one another. Um, you know, we went to the same church, so we shared the same faith. It was just um, very effortless for us. He mm -hmm. always to check in with me. I never, like you couldn't have paid me to think that my husband's gonna be my husband six months before that. Um, really? But friend always would joke like, oh, you know, you and Steve, you and Steve. But on that particular day when we had a conversation, our conversation went from like, supposed to be like this little 15 minute conversation mm -hmm. to being literally about two hours and we just talked about life and I think in that moment we both felt that spiritual connection um mm -hmm. like it was divine intervention and like that day we actually made it official and it wasn't any secret it we just went from zero to 100 <laughs> and I just think that we both just felt that it was right and we just the timing was right for us not anybody else and mm -hmm. you know because we just had that history of knowing each other um, knowing what each other wanted, I made that clear <laughs> um, that I wasn't going to date anybody, you know, just for fun. I think yeah. I knew that, you know, let, let's just try this and, and let's just go all in. And so and so we did unapologetically. Most definitely. I love that. I love that you say, you know, you made it clear because last week I did have like a relationship episode and we talked about like dating with intent, like making those intentions clear from the get go, like not playing games. Let's not, we're going to like put it out there. Like, if this is what I want. This is what we're working towards. So we're not like working towards anything at all. So, um, so was it hard for, for you guys to, um, so what happened? So like, did y'all, he moved to where you were, you were in like New Orleans for yeah. a bit, weren't you? Yeah. So, um, I was in New Orleans, had been there for eight years. Of course he was in our hometown and, um, I even when we were talking, I made it clear. I'm like, OK, I can't do any long distance relationships because long distance relationships, they don't work. I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much you're going to be infatuated at the beginning. And you yeah. talk about fairy tale. Realistically, somebody got to move somewhere. And so at the time um, I was a professor, I was a full time high school teacher. And he just, you know, felt that it would be better for us to, you know, start our journey there. and. Mm -hmm. it, it was actually a good a good move, you know, because he was able to go out and branch out and expand as well as myself. And now, you know, we were able to go full circle and come back to our home. So, oh, I love 
topic. So kind of on top of you said you were in New Orleans, you were teaching. So yeah. when you were teaching, did you ever feel like that was your passion? Was that something like you really wanted to do? Or was that something you were just doing for the time being? Great question. So I'm a, I'm a helper by heart. Uh, by nature, I'm an educator. Um, I never, and I'm sorry you guys for saying um a lot. It's actually so unorthodox and con uh, contradicting being that I'm I a public speaker. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> I noticed it because I'm a public speaking instructor. But anyway, I always knew that I was supposed to be doing something with purpose, making a difference. Teaching actually found me. I was already qualified for my certification, not even knowing it. And so once I became certified, it was just another um, avenue for me to inspire our youth. Being that I was a teen mom, I just felt like, okay, this is, I was. I didn't look at it as I'm a teacher. I looked at it as, okay, I'm making connections with our youth. I'm able to educate, I'm able to inspire. And then I'm able to teach something that I love and that was acting. Cause I was a public speaking and the acting teacher. So um, it was just a, I guess, an opportunity that I just couldn't turn down. Um, I think God just kind of aligned and positioned me for that. And he was mm -hmm. also preparing me for my future with the things that I'm doing now. So having an educator's background helps me with um, the broker associates and the realtors that that I'm connected to now. So I guess God just he's intentional. So, yeah, I, I love it. Um and I know as you said, like, you know, God is very intentional. And I do believe that. I feel like God is very intentional about everything that happens in our lives. Because when I got into real estate, I didn't think that that's what I would have been doing at that moment. But kind of like life happened. Life kind of pushed me into it. So kind of tell me about your real estate journey. Like, how did you get into real estate? You went from teaching every day and still into the youth, into working with pretty much adults, like totally different careers on the spectrum. Uh, how was that transition for you? Uh, it was seamless. And the reason for that is because before I retired as an educator, I was also working at the university, Dillard University. So I would literally um, leave one job, then I'll go teach at night. And then I will ultimately be only teaching at Dillard, no longer at the high school. So I was able to transition to adulthood with adult students. And um, my dad, just for many, many years, because he was a real estate broker and he owned his own company. And he would always tell me, B, B, you need to do real estate. You you know a lot of people. You're a people person. You love helping people. Let's do real estate. You know, come on, let's do it. But for me, I was like, listen, I'm already doing enough. I'm on TV. Right. <laughs> I'm a teacher. This I'm a mom. <laughs> Of course, like that's a full time job in itself. Exactly. I wasn't a wife at the time, but I was just like, you know what? This this is enough for me. I'm I'm good. I don't I don't want to. I got two careers, and I'm I have arrived. I feel like I was at my prime, and he just kept on insinuating, "You need to do this. You need to do this." And so my brother actually, um, a lot of people don't know that I I have brothers, but I but I do. I have two brothers. So my oldest brother ended up taking his real estate test, didn't tell anybody, passed it, and I'm looking over my shoulder like, "Wait a minute!" What? So the whole came on. I'm like, "Okay, family business. If my brother's doing it, it doesn't matter if I want to do it or not." I need to do it. And then when I bought my home, I remember how I felt. So that was another sense of urgency that kind of pushed me to want to do real estate outside of my daddy. Just always trying to tell me to do it. And so fast forward, 
I decided to do it. I enrolled like that December. I did the online class. It took forever because again, I was still busy doing everything else. I would still help people, let them know how they need to, you know, be approved for a home, how they needed to, um, you know, try to get monies and grants and funding and all those different things that you can get with the home. But for me, I'm just like, okay, maybe I can do it. So anyway, fast forward June of that summer, I finished finally in class, in person, literally two weeks later, two weeks, you guys, my dad passed away out of nowhere. So I felt like it was God's ordination on my life to do real estate. Um, Cause I didn't want to do it. I didn't mind helping people for free, telling them what they needed to do about getting a home. But um, I felt like that was God's way of allowing my dad's dreams to be, you know, carried on. And so literally, and I'm almost done, literally three days before, no, three days after we buried my dad, I took my real estate exam and I sat in that thing for four hours and I passed the salesperson test on the first try after burying my dad three days later and he was only 50 years old. And so from that point on, First six months, I didn't really do anything in real estate. I really wasn't trying. I was still trying to gather myself with the death. Um, but after that, I hit the ground running. I went from a, a struggling realtor to a multi-million dollar producing realtor. Wow, that's amazing. So um, I know that had to be hard. I can't imagine what it's like to lose a parent. And I'm so sorry that that happened. I tried to go through that. So how did you kind of handle dealing with like grieving from your father passing away to being a mom and, um, you know, running these different businesses, just getting into real estate, getting your feet wet. Um, what are, what are some things you did, some, some techniques to kind of keep your head on straight and keep you focused and want to, like you said, hit the ground running? Well, I'm kind of weird. Uh, when I go through things and challenges, I look at challenges as an opportunity to grow. And so I took that negative situation and, and say, you know what, either it's going to make me or it's going to break me. And I use it as motivation. So every time I made a sale, every time I helped somebody, like it gave me confirmation to know that if my dad was here, he would be excited. Um, he, he would be happy. There was no question of, of how he would be. And so just anything that happens in my life, you know, of, of course, I'm going to use my haters as my motivator. Like, okay, no. <laughs> All right, let me let me show you better. I can tell you, um, in the most humblest way, of course. But negative situations, I always turn to success. Like mm -hmm. I let success be um, that avenue for me to find comfort. Mm -hmm. Most definitely, and I like how you said that. Like, um, like unexpected situations. Like you became a mom at a young age and um, had a beautiful son. He's so handsome. And I feel like you've done a great job as a mom. So kind of tell me, how was that experience for you uh, with becoming a teen mom? Like what, what 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 was like your thought process then? Were you like scared or how did you overcome that part of your life? Oh, wow. Whew, um, a teen mom, like I didn't even realize how young I was until I started teaching in high school. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Um, for me, this is this is weird, but I did have a baby with, you know, what they would call, you know, your high school sweetheart, first love, all that kind of stuff. So for me, having a having a baby was a choice 
prematurely that we actually, you know, did. And um, unfortunately, I did not know what, you know, parenthood entailed. Mm -hmm. And so it, I was a child raising a child. And I've always been a person that had a lot of tenacity. So even though it was a decision that we made, because I was never a promiscuous person, um, I still knew, OK, I'm going to go to college. I'm still going to graduate on time like a traditional student. I'm mm -hmm. still going to be involved um, with everything that I was involved in before. The only thing that I wasn't involved in was the basketball team because she was just upset with me and just did not want to put me back on the team. Really? But it's all good because God is still amazing. And, you know, take that energy and, and apply it to the things that I saw myself with for life after high school. And that was college. And so, mm -hmm. of course, fast forward. Went to college, graduated at 21 with a almost six-year-old. So. <laughs> so did you ever like just use your son as your motivation? Like I just Absolutely. <laughs> I would I used to take my son to school with me and shout out to Jackson State University. Like they were so nervous. Jackson State. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I, they didn't give me my, my degree. I actually earned my degree. Um and I was able to graduate on time. But once I got to those uh, upper level classes, my professors actually every now and then would let me bring my child to school with me if I didn't have a babysitter. Because some nights I would have evening classes and I didn't have anywhere to take them or would be in a theater show and didn't have anybody to watch them during rehearsals. And so I truly, you know. Thank God for Dr. Henderson, Ms. Bodie, like all those professors that are out there with HBCUs that are really providing people like me with an opportunity because I wouldn't be here today without that village, especially my mom. I got to shout out my mama, y'all. My mama, hands down, even though I took my baby to school with me, she helped me tremendously. She was like the daddy when my baby was young. Most definitely. It takes that village. Um, I can only imagine. Um, I had my daughter um, when I graduated Jackson State, I believe I was like seven months pregnant at the time with Camille. Um, and shout out to my professors. They really worked with me. It was some mornings like I have a morning sickness. And if you've had a baby, and you know, sometimes like throwing up all day, you got all this going on. But they were like, you know, don't worry about it help you feel better. Don't come to class if you're not feeling good. Just turn in your work. Like, you know, you you got it. You're good. So it's good to have those type of people around you that um, won't give up on you and just keep you pushing and making sure that you don't give up on yourself by getting down um, by a situation. Being a parent is definitely hard. Um, so if you're not a parent, like you really don't understand, like take your time. But if you are, you definitely know how hard it is. Um, and so you you have another baby now, correct? I do, I do. How is it's a boy, right? It is a boy. I have another dynamic boy. <laughs> <laughs> so how old is he? Steven, little Steven is three, three years old. Oh, three. I'm getting there. Grant is two, and he's taking me down. I, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's quite in um, but that's one of the reasons I wanted to get into real estate. Um, I never wanted to work for another corporate job to where I had to like ask, could I do this? And can I take off to do this? Like my child has this going on. I need to take off work and do that. And 
I just don't like that freedom. Um, but that's one thing I really love about it, having that freedom, the flexibility to be able to kind of work your own schedule. But it is something that you really have to dedicate and put a lot of time and focus into and have a lot of self-discipline. So um, tell us how you opened your own brokerage. I think that's so cool. And a lot of people think, you know, that they can't do it, but we have living proof. She's right here. So kind of tell us how, how you've gotten to where you are today. You have a beautiful office. I see the background right there. So kind of tell us, walk, walk us through that. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Well, um, I do have a real estate mentor, uh, Miss Tasha McGinn. She's amazing. She was my principal broker. Um, we shared a very strong connection because once I transferred from my father's uh, office to hers, she also had lost her parent, which was her mother, just one year before that. And so she's always been that person, my confidant that was in my corner. And so when I finished my doctoral degree, in seminary school, she just thought that it was amazing for me to have two terminal degrees. She was just like, you know what? If you can go and get two terminal degrees, you can open up an office. You can open up a brokerage because I kind of just came to her like, what do you, what do you think I should do? Um, it's definitely not something easy to do. Um, it is something worth having if you are focused, if you are um, purpose driven, and if you don't mind sacrificing and putting other people before you. Yeah. If your whole thing is kind of self-seeking and you just want to make sure that you win, then being a regular, being a realtor or a broker associate is more of the route to take because you are last as a principal broker. But fast forward, I was able to, you know, purchase that franchise and I became, you know, the first African American in the state, first African-American in my hometown and um, one of the only um, African-American females in, in the region. And so you don't really see a lot of minority faces in real estate when it comes to ownership and leadership. So I was excited to, you know, blaze that trail to show other people that look like me that, hey, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. you like, go do it. It doesn't matter your circumstances. Do it anyway. Because I had that crazy faith, like, Nothing was lined up. Even my husband was like, You sure you want to do this? And I'm like, God, don't to do this. Like, you just got to trust me. So here I am, you know, just going through it. And I, oh, not y'all. I definitely got to tell you this. Definitely, definitely thank God for my director of operations because as I, you know, continue to grow and I start to get things in order for the franchise for us to open. Few months after that, I was able to find, you know, Miss Monique Jones, and she's my director of operations. Secondhand man helps me with a lot of this because you definitely can't do it by yourself. Oh, so that's important, like building a team, building a network. Because um, a lot of people, and not just like real estate, but like no matter what you're doing, being an entrepreneur, it's going to get to a point where you're going to have to hire help. You're going to have to have different hands. On, on and had different people involved to keep the process going, to keep everything running afloat. Um, so, so, so how big is your office? So how many agents do you guys have? Is it hard being like the principal, like the broker over so many people having to look after all these spouses and still sell and do things like that? 
Ooh, great question. Great question. So my goal for next year is not to sell real estate. Um, I'm more so focused on brokerage development, agent growth. Um, the expectation that we have in our office is to make sure that we have each and every agent make at least six figures. Um, doesn't matter if you're a rookie or a veteran. A lot of the resources that we have with our company, as far as our culture, our training, our technology, um, the financial platform, um, as well as our branding kind of just pushes the person to, you know, make those six figures. And so that's where my focus is just trying to educate our agents, make sure they get what they need. And of course, if with me doing that, it will be almost impossible for me to sell. And it's very, very challenging. I mean, I work 16 hour days uh, most of the time because I am the principal broker, but I'm also still selling a lot of real estate. And so I plan to just kind of transition and my plan is also to open up a second office in my hometown of Grenada. So I got a lot of things, you know, in the works, a lot of a lot of things that we're doing right now. We actually have a whopping five agents, you guys. And so we are doing a lot of um, interviews. We actually just have another interview just uh, left out that my director, my director of operations just conducted because I was on the call right now. So we're definitely growing. We just started. Um, growing as far as initiating recruitment maybe about six days ago so we're we're on task we're on board and we're going to hit the ground running even more um as we continue and, and and we're talking to some some heavy hitters so we're looking forward to the top of the year most definitely so if you guys are located in like the south haven area do they have to stay in that area or can they be like yeah actually um yeah you can be anywhere in the state of Mississippi um, mm -hmm. to be, you know, but you definitely want to stay within a radius so that you can actually come to the office, come to the trainings. And I did answer you. We actually have a 2,300 square foot office. Um, we have a oversized training room. We have our own private conference room so that we can conduct our own closings here at the office. Um, we have an, a room just designated for our agents as well as for um, a future principal broker, because we will be looking for a principal broker to lead our office. And then we also have leadership opportunities. So we got enough room for, you know, everybody to be comfortable. <laughs> we're right on Goodman Road. So we actually average like 46,000 cars a day. So we're in prime location, um, 2,300 square foot office. You cannot miss our sign. I love it. You've done so well, like, um, especially like coming from Grenada and my computers are so dead. <laughs> coming from Grenada, it's such a small town. And, you know, like, you know, shout out to everybody that instilled everything in us in Grenada High School. But I feel like we didn't have a lot of knowledge about different careers and different like avenues outside of like going to college and things like that. Like all we knew was like graduate high school, go to college, graduate high school, go to college. But then like what after that? And had I known what I know now? I probably wouldn't even go to college. I would have went straight and got my real estate license at 19 because that's the youngest age in Alabama. It just been on my way. But I'm glad I experienced that. But um, it's just one of those things. So do you, do you kind of see your son getting into real estate or how do you feel about that? Like growing like the family business? Yeah, my son, he is super duper smart. He's definitely going to go to college. He wants to be a professional athlete, basketball player. Um, and he thinks that he's going to go into maybe architect, being an architect or an engineer. He's very, very smart when it comes to math and science. And so right as of today, he says he doesn't want to do that. He wants to establish his own 
journey. And so I, I'm going to let him do that. I'm never going to force anything on him. I'm allow him to blossom and bloom as he see fit and support him as long as it's something that is positive um, that could yield a, a great return because I'm a big dreamer. So I'm going to you know, allow him to do whatever it is he wants to do as long as it's legal. <laughs> as long as it's legal yeah. well, definitely i love it so how was it like being a boy mom like being like a single mom raising a boy because that's kind of one of my fears i was like right now my challenge is potty training like you know they say it's easy to let him like go in the bathroom with a male but there's like no male here so i'm trying to like okay like you aim there you do this and that so kind mm -hmm. of what, what were some of your challenges like raising a boy by yourself like with you being a female Oh, absolutely. Um, it was challenging. I mean, I can't sit here and say, you know, give you this fairytale story and say that it wasn't. But I believe, again, in taking those lemons and making some lemonade. So I looked at what I could do instead of looking at all the things that I couldn't do. I didn't believe in making excuses because, you know, here I am a female because I was a teen. I'm not a teen mom. I'm sorry. I was a single mom for two years before my husband came into my life. So for me, um, you know, whenever I did have an opportunity to put him around other males, whether it be an uncle or a cousin, an older cousin, I did that. Whether it was, you know, a friend from church, you know, I did that. But at the same time, I try to educate him and say, hey, you know, your circumstances doesn't have to define who you are. And even to this day, you know, there's some issues, of course, that him as a teen, like he's trying to work out that he's trying to figure out because he was raised by his mom. But at the end of the day, I remind him and I tell him all the time, you know, you are a child of the most high. Yeah. You are somebody. It doesn't matter if you, you know, came from a broken relationship, broken family, whatever the case may be, your circumstances never have to determine your outcome. No excuses, no excuses. So, you know, we know people with two family homes that still don't, you know, measure up to what their parents may see fit for them. And so I just wanted my child to know that, hey, I don't care about any of that. Because sometimes he'll say, you know what, well, mom, I know this person got this. And do you think I, I deal with this situation because of this? And I just have to stop him right there and just say, hey, look, this is what it is. I'm glad you're here. It's only going to make you stronger. Now you know what you need to do when you raise a family and you become that husband one day that mm -hmm. you are in your home and you're active. So yeah, that's what we are with that. <laughs> I love it. Um, Cause we don't see a lot of that. Like it's so hard, but we don't see like women actually talking about it and people really understanding like the things that we go through. So I definitely commend you. I'm always like mother's first. I know how hard it is. And I'm like now a single mom with two kids and it wasn't for like my parents and the people around me. I don't know how I would have survived. <laughs> Some days, like, it will definitely drive you crazy, but um, they're definitely my motivation. So, like, your kids, your families, your motivation to keep going. Um, and I see you and your husband working together some, um, like, you know, laying the concrete and things like that. So, I kind of like how you kind of mix what you're doing into kind of what he's doing and kind of thought about that too when we were dating. I'm like, okay, he does construction. Okay, I'm just getting into real estate. We got something going on here, you know? <laughs> I definitely think you need to be thinking about your future when you're making the decision to be with somebody. Oh, I mean, yeah. we each other. Me and my husband are like night and day. He's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. 
He talk little, I talk a lot. <laughs> so, but we we definitely um, complement one another. So, I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful. He's a he's a great father. So, yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. I love black love stories. Um, they're always so sweet. Like you said, you just kind of have to do things at your own speed. Just do what was best for you guys in the moment and not really care about like what other people said or um, or things like that. So is marriage hard? Like how long? You said your anniversary is coming up. So it'll be how many years? Three, a whopping three years, <laughs> December thirty. So are, are y'all past like the honeymoon phase? Cause you know, it's like at the very beginning, everything's all like, oh, sweet, all oh, honeymoon. So well, have you I, all had any challenges like being married? Well, I think marriage is a journey. I definitely think marriage is a verb. A lot of people look at marriage as a noun. You know, I'm married. So here's the honeymoon. We're just arrived. But when you look at it as a verb, when you realize that marriage is ongoing, then it will forever be a honeymoon for you because you're steadily learning each other. You should never feel like, OK, I've married this person. That's it. No, every day is something new that you're learning. And so with us being that it's only been three years, we're we're. We're on a journey. We're we're becoming one. We are one, you know, in God's eyes. So you're taking one person that has lived their life as an individual for, you know, 27 years with somebody that has lived their life as an individual for I don't know how old my husband is again, 37, so <laughs> 34 years. Yeah. And you're becoming this whole new person. And so I don't like to rush that. I like to just kind of let it evolve. Um, but it's definitely been one that I have appreciated because I've learned something new about myself, about us each and every day. Um, and, you know, he's my friend. You know, he's also my husband. Of course, he gets on my nerves sometimes. And I'm sure I get on his nerves a lot. Because I'm not a talker, so I wake up on 10 talking. So we're, you know, we're just growing, and I think it's a beautiful thing. And I don't think people should look at marriages. Okay, I'm, I'm getting married now. We're on our honeymoon. Well, you, well, you know that's gonna die out. Well, no, it shouldn't die out. And no, you shouldn't look at it as like honeymoon. It should never be a phase. It should be a journey. Phases are not correlated to a journey. A journey is ongoing. Phases are like intervals. So I don't look at what we have. I love it. I love it. I definitely love it. And I hope you guys got a lot out of this podcast. So anything else you want to say to our viewers? Like y'all looking to buy our sale house? Oh, absolutely. Selling the South. If you are looking to buy, sell, or invest in Mississippi, I can definitely help you. I, I can actually help you nationwide. And, um, we're hiring, you know, we we're hiring for leadership. We're also hiring for realtors. And we are the only company where you can make past 100%. So definitely come connect. And if you are in need to repair your credit, you need a finance coach, success strategies. I do look at myself as a success strategist because I look at myself as a hummingbird. I cross-pollinate. I do do a lot of things. But if you research me, you'll see that every single thing that I do, and I thank God for it, I've excelled. And so I'm strate I'm a strategic planner with everything. I make it connect. So if you're trying to connect the dots, definitely reach out to me. If you need your credit fix, definitely reach out to me because I know business credit because I have it. And I know personal credit because I have it. So I would definitely love, you know, to make that connection. And 
again, Crispin. She's such a great person, you guys. So before I let y'all go, because I know we probably passed the time, I just want to say to you, Crispin, thank you so much for allowing me to be on your platform. <laughs> realtor as well. I love the fact that we can connect and we've never been in any type of competition. Um, she's such a joyous spirit. I love her. Um, we're not like friends like that, but every time I get on the phone with her, I just I'm all like in we'll power. be on there. We'll talk an hour. We just kind of like <laughs> simple questions. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. So y'all definitely connect with her. Um, this will be posted tonight on like Apple, Google Play, Spotify, all the major platforms. It'll probably upload on YouTube one day this week. I get a little behind on that, but it'll definitely be there. So y'all can go check it out in there. And we definitely appreciate y'all.